The Torah states that one who consumes chametz on Pesach will be cut off from Israel. This is the source in the Torah for the Chiv Karis, for one who eats chametz. But the question is, what exactly does that entail? What even is Karis? And is perhaps this Karis different from other manifestations of Karis? Well, to find out how and why this Karis might be different from all other Krisos, we have to enter another dimension, one not only of Pshat, but of Remez, Drash, and Sod, a journey to a mystifying paradise of Parsha and imagination, which we call the Parsha Pardes. Welcome to Parsha Pardes, or Parsha Paradise, here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg. And if you enjoy the shirim here and you want to donate to the podcast, just reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. That's the data, then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com to make your sponsorship today. If you enjoy the shirim we do on this series or any of the others, just reach out to me at thedatabase at gmail.com. Now, this particular edition, we are looking at Parshas Bo, and we are looking at the Chiyav Kares, for consuming chametz on Pesach. But to understand what Kares is more broadly, we have to return to the earliest reference to Kares, which appears in Parashas Lechacha. And that was the penalty of Kares which was to be incurred for any male in Avraham Avinu's household who was not circumcised. And with that, we look at Pashapshat, where there Rashi and the Ibn Ezra cite various traditions from Chazal that Kares either means a premature death perhaps death before age 52. You could find that in the Gemara and Moed Kadden on Chavchas Samad Aleph. Or perhaps it refers to death without children, which you'll see in the Gemara Yevamos on Nun Hayamad Aleph. Each of these two versions of Karis, in their own way, we can understand how it cuts one off from their people. Right, the, Someone dying early is cut off. Someone who dies without children is also cut off. His legacy is cut off from his nation. Now, the Ibn Ezra just adds that the kares of the nefesh that's referenced in this pasuk does not imply a penalty in the next world, but actually a bodily penalty in this world, namely untimely death. Now, continuing all along the lines of Pashib Shat, the Bukhar Shor argues something very interesting, that Alpib Shat, kares from one's people, actually means that one is separated from the club, or the in-group, as it were, of Hashem's loyal servants. And this would perhaps explain kares in general. However, as we're going to see, this kares for eating chametz may entail more. And with that, we turn over to remez, the textual hints in the Torah. The Vilnagon observes an anomaly in the trup, in the cantillation, or the ta'ame and mikra, the music notes, on the word v'nichrasa, and it will be cut off. To see the Vonagon's observation, you can look in the Sefer Hamaor Hagadol. It's one of the different svarim out there that record the traditions from the Vilnagon. And the Vilnagon observes that in almost every other occurrence, this word, Vinichrasa, is recited to the tune of a sevir, or a tevir, which literally means breakage. Right? It should sound like this, Vinichrasa. So the Aramaic word, tevir, refers to something breaking. However, in our Pasuk, the word v'nichrasa is vocalized with ager shayim, so that it sounds like this, v'nichrasa, which literally means driving out. Now the question is, why is this deviation significant? So the Belzerov was once approached by an individual who was actually seeking guidance after he, out of his own negligence, tragically consumed chametz on Pesach. 
And as per this observation of the Vilnagon, the Belzerov actually advised this person to make Aliyah. And the question is, why did he tell him to make Aliyah to move to Eretz Yisrael? So the Vilnagon explained that this minor change in tone is the hint in scripture for a medrash that appears in the Midrash Eicha, Aleph Chavches, which states that the Bnei Yisrael were driven out and exiled from Yerushalayim because they had consumed chametz on Pesach. They darsh in the Pasuk, Golsa Yehuda Meoni. Yehuda was exiled from affliction. That's Pasuk Eicha Aleph Gimel. But what does that mean? That Pasuk is understood to mean in the Midrash that the exile occurred because we chose chametz in place of the unleavened bread, in place of matzah, which is referred to as lechem oni. So we see that gullus apparently correlates with the consumption of chametz. A chametz represents a choice of gullus, a choice of gershayim being driven out. Thus, the only way to reverse the impact of this sin and the doom of exile was to actively leave that Gaulus and head in the same direction as the Bnei Yisrael who left Mitzrayim to return to Eretz Yisrael. Parenthetically, perhaps related, the Shadal reminds us that our verse ought to be understood in light of the context we cited earlier from Bereshis and Parshas Lech Lecha in Yudzayin Yudalid, the reference to Brismila. Because there the Shadal points out that Kares, for lack of Brismila, also includes the punishment of being exiled among other nations. And he even adds that Bezdin would send a person out of Israel who refused to receive Brismila. Now, lest you think that Hashem would simply let one off with a penalty of gullus, a penalty of exile, the Midrash states otherwise. And with this, we turn over to Drash, the homiletical and exegetical reading. Rashi on our Pasuk cites the following forethought, the following Hava Amina that appears in the name of the Mechilta. Since our Pasuk states that one who eats chametz will be cut off from Yisrael, Perhaps that means that the, the individual who ate chametz might still be able to find respite among other nations. Indeed, in his state of exile, that's all he's going to get. He'll be okay. Says the Midrash, therefore, to dispel this, in Sefer Vayikra, in Chaf Bey's Gimel, the Torah adds the word milfanai, that the individual would be cut off from before me, from before Hashem, i.e., wherever Hashem is, i.e., everywhere. What that means is that Gullus actually won't be an escape from the Kares. It will merely be a byproduct. You'll suffer Kares with Gullus. And perhaps this is also alluded to in the same Pasuk and Eicha which we cited earlier, which also states, which means that even in our gullus we found no comfort among the Goyim, but we were mercilessly pursued while we were there. And perhaps, once again, the only way out is to return into Shuva and to literally return to the holy soil of Israel, as was suggested by the Belzerov. But the question, once again, is why, in fact, is this Kares different from other Krisos? And with this, we get to Sod. The Tikkune Zohar, in Nun Aleph Amad Aleph, states that Chametz and Saor, the, the leavened forces, it corresponds to none other than the Erev Rav. 
the menacing mixed multitude of Gentiles who left Egypt with the Bnei Israel and instigated the Chet Egel. Right, any chametz that enters the mixture, the Erev Rav, enters the mixture and only causes trouble. On Pesach, we know that chametz that enters an unleavened substance contaminates it. And that is because chametz and the Erev Rav represents not a step towards Eretz Yisrael, a step towards Hashem's will, but an about-face to that destiny. It's a misguided and misleading regression to the impurity that we desperately escaped in Egypt. It is not a choice to be a part of the chosen in-group of Hashem's loyal subjects, but it's a choice for Harsh Golos. It's a choice to go back to Mitzrayim. We should be zochet to reverse the course of Chametz, the, the course of Golos in the year of Rav, and we should redirect ourselves on the path back to Eretz Yisrael and the path to Geula with the coming of Mashiach, the Meher Have a wonderful Shabbos, and thank you for joining us here at the database.